uh, as John mentioned, uh, there was a good group, about 20 or 30 people who showed up uh, very, very early to make sure everything was set for the 11. So uh, a big thank you to them as well. Uh, also, as John mentioned, we started a series uh, in the book of Acts uh, last week, and it's just called 30 Years That Changed the World. And one of the questions that we're going to be asking as we walk through the story of Acts is this. Uh, if these men and women changed the world in 30 years, what might we learn from them so that we too might be used by God to change our world? It's a safe question, so to speak, if they changed the world, uh, and they did, the world, world history is different because of these men and women, there's got to be things that we can learn from them. And so a question, not just for today, but a question as we just walk through this series is, what can we learn from these men and women who have gone before us? They were used by God in a mighty way to change the world. So are there things that we can learn um, that would help us impact and influence and change the world that we live in? Now, this is a good question. It's a fair question, but it's really a question that's got to be asked from someone who would say, I'm a learner. Uh, so let me ask you the question, would you say you are a good learner? Uh, I don't necessarily mean are you a good learner in the classroom, uh, but are you one who is a good learner uh, maybe in the classroom of life? Uh, are you one that's paying attention? Are you one that has an attitude of, I haven't arrived, I've got a lot of things to learn, a lot of places to grow? Uh, and as we walk through this story, if you would be a learner, well, you'd have to be humble just to say, I don't have everything figured out. Uh, and you'd also have to have some wisdom to recognize that you can actually learn from people or a group of people. Uh, and so as we walk through Acts, uh, I want us, I invite all of us just to take the posture of learners or students. Uh, I'm not suggesting that these people were perfect, but this was a community of people that lived and practiced uh, the power of God. Uh, again, not suggesting these people were perfect, but they saw the, the hand of God just do amazing, absolutely amazing things. And again, I am not suggesting they were perfect people, but they were people that you and I can learn from because they were literally men and women living very ordinary lives, but yet they did extraordinary things. So, as we continue our journey, I invite you to take the posture of a learner. Take some humility and take some wisdom to say, I can learn something from these men and, and these women. Uh, great quote from uh, Michael Green, um, wrote a commentary in the book of Acts uh, entitled 30 Years That Changed the World. He said this, I'm persuaded that nothing but transformed lives will be able to intrigue and attract a generation that is bored with religion and cynical of pious talk. Love will do it, lifestyle will do it, the manifest power of God will do it, and so will dynamic Christian worship, where the beyond comes into the midst and deeply touches those who would not even admit to believing there is a beyond. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just that first sentence, I'm persuaded that nothing but transformed lives will be able to intrigue and attract a generation that is bored with religion and cynical of pious talk. When I read that and hear that and listen to that, I'm inspired because I want to live a life that would actually would make a difference, would, would matter somehow. And as I consider these men and women in the first century, ordinary people, uh, but they did extraordinary things. So you and I can learn something from them. But again, the, the point is not just to walk away today 
next week and in the weeks to come, be like, well, we're learning lots of great things. Anybody can learn. Our challenge is going to be, will we apply what we learn to how we live? So I don't want to pass along just more information to you uh, that would be intriguing, or you'll walk away and be like, well, that's fun, fun knowledge to have. The, the aim, the point today and in the weeks to come is let's apply what we're learning to how we live, trusting that the same God who is at work in their midst would be at work in our midst, using us to, to change and transform and to inspire a very cynical world, a very cynical world that he would use you and I to make a difference. So this morning, looking at four things that we can learn, we're just going to look at a few verses, uh, and in many ways, these few verses that we're looking at really sum up what the story of Acts is all about. Uh, it really, these few verses will answer the question, what were these people supposed to be all about? What were they supposed to give themselves to? So we're going to learn four things and start with number one. I encourage you to write these down as we go. Number one, they were obedient to what Jesus told them to do. I guarantee the four things that we will learn today or I'll share with you, you're not going to be like, wow, I've never thought of that before. But again, as we walk through this story, we learn from them and let's learn from them so we can apply what we learn to how we live. Number one, obedient to what Jesus told them to do. What I love about these men and women, as, as, and we're going to learn this and see this as we walk through, regardless of what the cost or the consequence was to themselves, they were just obedient to do whatever God wanted them to do. They were absolutely obedient to do anything and everything that God wanted them to do, regardless of the cost or the consequence to themselves. Now, this is Acts uh, chapter, uh, uh, let me actually read, because uh, Luke wrote Luke, and he also wrote Acts. It's volume one and volume two. And this is what Jesus told them to do, okay? So if we're asking the question, well, what were they obedient with? Here's the, the thing that they were obedient with. End of Luke's gospel says this, and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised, but stay here in the city, that's Jerusalem, until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Okay, and then he starts off in Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Once when he was eating with them, this is Jesus who has been resurrected and is alive. Once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. All right, so what are they obedient with? What is so phenomenal about these few verses? What they were obedient with is Jesus told them, stay where you are, stay put, stay in the city of Jerusalem and just wait. And as we're going to read, um, especially into next week, we realize that they were obedient to do exactly what Jesus told them to do and to just wait. Now, why is this so, why is that amazing? It doesn't seem like that difficult of a thing, unless you consider where Jesus actually told them to wait. You see, in first century Jerusalem, there was a, a lot of buzz going around about a man named Jesus who they thought had died, but now there's a lot of appearances of this man, Jesus. And anyone who was claiming to be a follower of Christ or a Christ one, meaning a Christian, was being persecuted to the point of being put in jail and even to the point of death. So for Jesus to tell his disciples, uh, stay where you are, 
Well, that's kind of a, that's a, that's a big request. Stay exactly in the city that currently is persecuting people who are claiming to have seen Jesus or be in relationship with Jesus. How about this? He told them, be obedient and, or stay where you are and just wait. Because why? Well, because the Holy Spirit's going to show up in a few days and you don't want to miss that. Now, you and I have a category for when I say Holy Spirit, you automatically ought to think something.